0: LVZ-FM on 94.3 and 95.3 and streaming at legends953.com.
1: On the air since 1994, the Garden Wise Guys have the answers to your questions about gardening in the high-altitude desert of the Colorado Front Range. And now, here are your hosts, the Garden Wise Guys.
2: And we are back here. I told you that would be a short break. Might be the shortest break in history. Could be. It could be. We're taking your phone calls at 303-477-2473. 2473 and we've
3: got a couple of open lines so get in now because if you wait till the end of the hour we may not be able to get to you no because we're gonna leave we're gonna walk right out of that door we will we're gone we'll just drop
2: our mic and that's go that's right that's right how did it ever get started by the way i don't know i don't know who did it first i think it was a stupid thing to do mics are expensive they are
3: expensive and you drop them like that that's it they're done they're done you're exactly right all right, let's get out to the phones. We've got Julia waiting to talk to us down in Colorado Springs. Good morning, Julia. Hello, Julia. Oh, Julia. Oh, Julia. I'm not hearing anybody. I'm not either.
2: I don't hear a thing out there in Juliaville.
3: Well, we'll keep trying here in okay. just a second when Sean gets off the phone. So, uh, yeah, Sean, we got. Uh, can we get Julia online one?
2: We're trying. We're trying. I think he's calling her now.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Calling her what? Yeah, I don't know. He better be now.
2: Hey, you want to check our Facebook page, a couple other pictures there that you might enjoy. My yucca bacata is blooming, and it's pretty. I'll bet. It's pretty. Oh, my goodness. Lots of blooms on that one. Yes, sir. And my neighbors by Burnham, for the first time in well over 20 years, former former neighbors uh, who lived there used to cut it down every year okay and I don't know why uh, probably thought that's the thing to do cut the whole thing down to the ground and guess what it just comes bouncing back up well anyway there's new people there now and, <clears throat> and he doesn't know to do that and I'm not going to tell him either <laughs> 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 and now it's a story tall oh, and nice. hugely wide it's a vi- it's, it's it's viburnum lantana so if you're looking for a large, large shrub, white blossoms on it. Very, very pretty. It has a nasty habit, apparently, of doing some suckering, though. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Not Which I had bad. never even noticed before, but I got close and personal to it and said, hmm, what's all this stuff growing around the base? Well, those are suckers. Oh, like, tam- like uh, lilacs do. Yes. 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 And so I looked it up online and and hardly any sites that discuss this plant talk about its suckering.
3: Well, do you think it's because your previous neighbor had been cutting it down every year it had developed that characteristic?
2: I don't know. I you know, I think it has to have that characteristic in order to do it, but mm. uh, I I don't know the answer to that and uh, otherwise I I recommend the shrub but I uh, have to be aware that after 20 years it might sucker. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. All right, I think we're able to go out to talk to Julia right now. Good morning, Julia.
4: Good morning.
3: Hey, thanks for calling the Garden Wise guys. How can we help you?
4: Oh, I was just calling. I'm headed to Colorado Springs for an Irish show.
2: Oh, oh.
3: cool.
4: If anybody is interested, it's at Spencer's on the south end of Colorado Springs.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. They're on T-Home. Yes,
4: yeah. and they'll be open to the public at noon. Okay. Uh, well, it,
2: it's warmer down there, so maybe there's going to be lots of irises. Otherwise, up here, it's it's a little spotty yet.
4: Oh, I don't know. Mine are fantastic. Okay.
3: Mine are, too. I'm in love with
4: them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I wanted to tell you that your little Ricky Morgan that used to converse with you from our club... Yes. Uh, ...passed away last year.
3: Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that.
4: So, Yeah. And I meant to call you sooner and tell you that. But, uh, yeah, the Mountains and Plains group in Denver, we're not having a show because no one will have us. Right. And so I don't even know if we're going to have a sale because Tagawa's doesn't want to let anybody in yet either.
3: Well, that's not till July, no. though, is it?
4: Yeah, but they still have it opened up to events. Well, I'll be done.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah.
4: Yeah, and in Colorado Springs, they'll have their sale. But in Colorado Springs, the COVID didn't affect them the way it did us in Denver. Okay. As far as events, they've been going steady for the last year. We have had nothing, not even a meeting.
3: Yeah, that's the way the Orchid Society has been. All, our, all of our meetings have uh-huh. been Zoom meetings. But they're talking yeah, about our first in-person meetings again in September.
4: Yeah, still way out there. Yeah. So I mean I it's sad because I would love to have both our show and our sale. O'Toole's Tools uh, won't let anybody in at all.
3: So. Is that right? Yeah. Well so that's, that's that's too bad.
4: It is. But it is a fantastic blooming year.
3: You might There's check with no Nick's out. you might check with Nick's garden center.
4: And see if they would would have us. hmm I,
3: I yeah, mean I can't so guarantee I anything, know. but they're definitely uh Yeah. Definitely yeah, a possibility. We're
4: looking, yeah, we're still looking. You know, have a show. Well, if you have, so, if you end
3: up with something, especially the you know your your uh, July sale. Um, yeah. Be sure and let us know so we can talk about it on the air.
4: Okay, perfect. I will let you know. But like I say, if anybody wants to come down and see some beautiful stuff today, Spencer's is the place.
3: Okay, Spencer's on Tehone in Colorado Springs. You got it. All right. Thanks for
2: calling.
4: Okay. Thanks. All right. Bye bye.
2: Yeah, it's pretty spotty around town and actually throughout the state whether or not these, these events are back up and running mm-hmm. or not yeah, or whether you have to wear a mask. Some places you do. Some places you need a, your vaccination
3: card to get in. Oh, no, I've not been asked for that.
2: <sighs> it's,
3: God. I went to, we went to Walgreens last night, and it said that masks were optional, optional yeah. unless you're fully vaccinated, and then you don't need one. Yeah, and of course, nobody's checking. Nobody's checking. No, no, no. no we've we've
2: got uh, places that are still not taking crowds, except for baseball stadium. True, and they're. I think they're opening that up to like ninety-three thousand people,
5: mm-hmm.
2: if you want to go. There you go. Well, the one I like is 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 the the Facebook posting at the airport. You're still got to be six feet from everybody if oh, you're sure. going out to get tickets. Uh huh. And you
3: get on the plane, and you're just and there's, you're just jammed in. There. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what sense does that make? I
2: don't know.
3: And Japan is still talking about
2: um, canceling the Olympics. Why? Well, they're still talk about it, but then they're still having problems with some of their mm-hmm.
3: prefectures,
2: I guess they call them.
3: Well, let's get back out to the phones and answer some more questions. Yep. Marianne is wanting to talk about knockout roses. Good morning, Marianne.
4: Good morning. How's going? So far, so good.
3: The sun is
4: shining, you can't be bad.
3: That's right. (laughs) Until it gets too hot.
4: You're exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have a problem with my knockout rose. Okay. Uh, I bought it in a a three-gallon, you know, container, Mm -hmm. and I planted it in my front yard, and it was doing great for around a week. And then all of a sudden... Everything just started drooping on it.
3: How is it getting watered?
4: I, I water it right at the roots, right at the base, and every morning and every night. By hand? Uh, with the hose.
3: Okay. And and how much water do you think you're putting down when you do that?
4: Uh, I think I'm putting down enough. I was hoping anyhow. <laughs>
3: and you're doing that every morning and every night? Yes. Does it need it that often?
4: Well, I thought with it being transparent, you know, put into the ground like that, the, the shock, you know, that it needed it.
3: <laughs> yeah, the best thing to do when you're hand watering like that is uh-huh. to first take your finger and stick it in the ground and see if it's wet or dry. And if it's wet, don't water.
4: Oh, okay, so I'm probably overwatering it? It could but- be. Will it perk back up if I stop doing that? Uh, it depends
3: on ha- it depends on whether that's the problem and whether or not there you know how much damage was done. Uh huh. But oh, uh,
4: I hope it didn't do too much. I I tried to you know loosen the dirt around it and everything to mm-hmm. to you know like.
3: Well, when sorry. when you
4: pl- <laughs>
3: what did you mix anything with the soil when you planted it?
4: No, I didn't. It had you know it had all the the fertilizer and all that inside of it already. Yeah. But but I I was wondering if I should give it uh, some rose plant food?
2: No. No. I would wait until it perks back up
3: again.
4: Oh, okay. So I may be just watering it too much right now.
3: Yeah. I mean, when you water it, water it thoroughly. Uh Uh, If it was in a three-gallon pot, it's going to take at least a full gallon of water to thoroughly soak it. And then uh, leave it alone until it's a little on the dry side.
4: Oh, okay. So here I was thinking, you know, it's sunny and it's hot, just like we are, and it needed a drink. <laughs>
3: yeah, and some days it it might need a drink every day. Some some weeks, you know, depending on the weather and the weather, and so right. forth, it may not dry out that fast.
4: Oh, okay. Because it does get the sun, but it it's both sun and shade.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should be fine with that.
4: Oh, okay. Well, I I appreciate your help, and I thoroughly enjoy listening to your program every Saturday.
3: Well, thank you for listening. We appreciate that very much.
4: Okay, great. <clears throat> and you have a wonderful day. You as well. Okay, thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye.
2: My first impression was it was one of two things. Way too much water or not nearly enough.
3: Yeah, and I'm worried about you know morning and evening. Yeah. Every day is yeah. probably being drowned.
2: That's my impression as well.
3: Yeah, hopefully if it didn't do too much damage and she backs off, it might perk back up. But it might not, you just never know how much damage was done, because it's all underground, don't you know? Yeah. Yep. Okay, I had another conversation with a customer the other day about drip irrigation, Mm -hmm. and all of her plants died from last year. Never came back this winter. And I asked her how they were being watered in 10 minutes every other day on their drip system. 10 minutes. And one gallon per hour. She didn't know what the dripper rate was. I was going to say, you could ask that question, but I've never gotten an answer. But the most common dripper that's put on by landscapers and so forth is one Mm -hmm. gallon per hour. And so that means that it takes a full hour of operation to put down one gallon of water. You could break that down into ounces, and you could
2: calculate just how many ounces it was getting in those ten minutes. Not much. No.
3: No. So you know when if you have a drip system, that's wonderful, but be sure you know how to use it. Yep. And I I don't know of many people who can. Oh, the other thing was it was 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes in the evening. So basically it was wetting the surface <laughs> in the morning and yeah. wetting the surface in the evening. Yeah. And the roots were actually getting almost nothing. So if you're going to use a drip system, run it long enough that the water penetrates all the way down, which is going to be at least an hour. Yeah. Or if you <laughs> but put an hour, that's a lot of water. No, it's not. No,
2: it's not a lot. Of <laughs> it's
3: water. a gallon of water. <laughs> Or you could put two drippers on the same plant and run it for half the amount of yeah, time. Yeah. But make sure that you're watering deeply enough when the on those drip systems, because they're very effective in saving water, but they're also very effective in killing plants yeah. if you don't use them correctly. Same thing with
2: a soaker hose. Mm-hmm. They don't put out much water.
3: I mean, you see the little
2: tiny little. That's the whole point. Spurts of the, you know, Yeah. It's like, in 10 minutes, I've wetted everything. Yeah, you have wetted everything, but that's it. The surface. The surface. If you have any mulch, forget it. Nothing's yeah. getting into the soil. Yeah. No, so, I put the uh, soaker hose on. I leave it on for four or five hours at a time. Mm hmm. Dapers, creepers. And it's still not enough.
3: And then as your plants grow over the years, You need to move those drippers out away from the plants where the roots are growing into. And that's kind of why I like sprayers more than I like drippers because they cover the entire roots. Yeah, the drippers over the
2: years, you probably should be adding more drippers. Yes. Because now remember you're, it's dripping only in one place and the roots of plants go all the way around the plant and out. And out. That's the most important part. And if you're not, if you're watering only on one particular little spot around the plant not even close to being enough
3: especially if it's right at the base of the plant yeah and especially <laughs>
2: yeah oh all right my.
3: well we probably talked about that enough
2: probably we should take a break do okay we have, do we have our break no he's not no,
4: quite no it's, ready. it's not think. ready
3: for us let's go okay. out and talk to sandy and see what sandy's up to out in denver good morning sandy
4: good morning good morning good morning
3: hey thanks for calling Are the garden me? pros
4: Oh, forever. And I'm so glad you found another place that is happy to have you and all the listeners who are learning from you, that's for sure. Well, thank you. Yes. Okay. So I need Lesson 101, Transplant. I have had a beautiful, beautiful pampas grass collection in the front, and I want to take out uh, the new part that is growing and I used a dandelion digger and I I won't say it but I thought what the heck uh, are there cement rocks and roots in there or what so what would be my watering time to uh, do a little sprinkle on it for X amount of minutes and then use the dandelion digger or do I have to use a regular shovel to take a a new growth of the pampas grass.
2: Out. Now, this pampas grass, this is the grass that gets to be like 10 feet tall. Is that right?
4: Oh, heck yes. Okay. And it's gorgeous.
2: Uh, you're, throw away your dandelion, dear. It won't come anywhere close. It won't even come anywhere close. You're going to need a sharp shovel.
4: That's what I thought. If
2: it's anywhere closely attached to the mother plant.
4: Yeah, because it's been there for 10 years plus.
3: Um. Phew. I think you're better off going and buying a new one to put in so. a new place rather I, than trying to
2: take really? one off.
3: Yeah, I don't
2: know if you've ever tried to dig one of those things out.
4: No, um, it was given to me, and my daughter has loved, loved, loved it. And I said, well, when we cut it down, I will dig out a section.
2: If, if you're lucky, uh, I, like I said, yeah. I would definitely sharpen that shovel and uh, go around the edge and see if you can't see something that's poking out a little bit more with with some uh, old stems. And just drive that shovel straight down through that and okay. see if you can't pry out a chunk of that mother plant.
3: I think you'll break your well, shovel handle. Yeah, I don't
2: I don't it think it's like going to be possible. Of
4: time and, yeah, sounds it's, like a lot of time and effort. Maybe yeah. I can negotiate a new plant. I, yeah. That's
2: what I would do.
4: Well, fine. I thank you for your okay. kindness and all your expertise, and I will do my best.
3: Okay, Sandy. Right.
4: Hugs and thank you forever.
3: Well, Bye. thank you much. Yeah, those, those things root down. Oh, boy. Uh, if it's been in for 10 years, you're going to need a backhoe. That, those things put out in root systems that are unbelievably deep and really, really we dense. We used and to have thick. a garden center that sold those in four inch pots. Yeah, Nick has anymore. some. Do they in four? Yeah. In? Wow, in four-inch pots. That's
2: the way to get that, people. What's the other plant? Four-inch
3: pots, gallons, and five-gallon pots. Can't think of the name. The the plant select big grass. Oh, that um,
2: I can see it. I got one. I, thank goodness I have only one now. Sacaton. Sacaton grass. Yes. Try to dig that out after <laughs> several years. <laughs> yeah.
3: Try wow. to cut it out. Cut it down in the spring. That's a wow. chore.
2: And it used to seed all over my yard. <clears throat> oh, I still right? have little seedlings coming up, but I'm down to one big plant. Thank goodness. I don't have
3: room for that thing anymore. Man. Yeah. yeah. And this is a good time of year, by the way, on these warm season grasses that we're talking about. This is a good time of year to, to dig them out and divide them and move them and that sort of thing. You don't want to do that too early. Yeah. So Sackathon warm- grass, don't bother. Just oh, yeah. get a new one. Just get a new one. Huh? Oh, my goodness. Well, that's the same with the hardy
2: and, and, and Like I said, I went and sharpened my shovels. Yeah. I mean, I put a nice sharp edge on it and started chopping at these. It took an hour and a half, two hours to get one plant out. It's just amazing. Yeah. It's pretty dense. Oh my goodness. Anyway, we have to take a, a break right now. We'll be back pretty soon right after this on Legends 810.
0: It's like the difference between soft, gentle rain and a monsoon. That's how I compare the effect of a DRAM rain wand on plants to the heart blast of a typical spray nozzle attachment to your garden hose. Water flows through 400 tiny holes in the DRAM rain wand's soft shower nozzle to bathe and refresh your plants, not damage them or wash away soil. Its handy reach handle has a 60 degree bend and conveniently extends to more distant garden rows and hanging baskets. And there's a fingertip shutoff valve. No wonder professional growers in the greenhouses and nurseries use DRAM watering tools. Today there are imitators, but nothing matches the superior quality of the original, invented over 50 years ago. They're simply the best. DRAM watering tools are available at Tagawa Gardens, Nick's Gardens, Jared's Garden Center, and Lafayette Florist in Greenhouse.
6: Ah, spring planting time is finally here and Nick's Garden Center is ready with an unbelievable selection of top quality plant material and garden accessories. Whether it's a new landscape project you're starting or just sprucing up the yard, Nick's Garden Center is a must-see. Our 10-acre garden center and landscape center is filled with trees, shrubs, perennials, annuals, herbs, roses, hanging baskets, soils, mulches, statues, fountains, pottery, garden decor, pavers, side and water garden supplies we at Nick's garden center will help you create the beautiful outdoor living environment you've dreamed of our friendly and knowledgeable staff is always ready to assist you for all your landscaping and gardening needs visit Nick's garden center celebrating our 34th year located two blocks north of iliff on chambers road in aurora and also visit us at nixgardencenter.com
7: Gardening is therapeutic, and it provides so many health benefits. At Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center, we understand how important gardening can be. It's a time for us to renew ourselves, have a positive attitude, and improve our happiness and quality of life. Walking through our greenhouses and outdoor market area is just what you need. Our store provides wide aisles and plant signage to help in your shopping. Picking plants should be an adventure. You never know what will spark your interest. It's a great time to fertilize. Find the perfect plant for that special spot or add a special touch to your garden. We have outdoor benches, landscape arches, decorative pottery, and garden decor. Browse through the greenhouse and feel your stress melt away. Planting a garden is very rewarding. It's a heart-healthy activity that'll give you joy all summer long. You'll sleep better. Feel better, and there's a sense of pride in nurturing something to grow. Feel the positive healing power of flowers. Stop by Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center. We can help with all your gardening and floral needs. Located in the heart of Lafayette at 600 South Public Road. Call us at 303-665-5555 or visit us online at lafayetteflorist.com. In the spring, everything is about the roots. Use Fertilome Root Stimulator and Plant
8: Starter Solution for everything you plant. Trees, shrubs, ornamentals, and flowers. Make three applications 10 to 14 days apart and get up to 33% more roots. More roots means summer hardiness, increased drought tolerance, and less insect and fungus issues. Fertilome Root Stimulator and Plant Starter Solution also reduces transplant shock and promotes greener, more Vigorous Plants. Ask for it at your favorite local independent nursery, garden center, or hardware store, including Wilmore Nursery in Littleton, the Tree Farm in Longmont, Tagawa Gardens in Centennial, and Jared's Nursery in Littleton.
6: In Call into the Fix-It Show with your questions about your home, Saturday morning at 930 specializing in heating and cooling problems, legendary hosts Deborah and Adam bring decades of experience and award-winning expertise to their live, interactive Fix-It show, helping your home weather Colorado's unique climate and temperature swings. You have questions, they have answers. Call into the Fix-It show every Saturday morning from 9.30 to 10.30 on Legends.
2: All right, we are back taking your garden questions here on Legends 810. And here's the number to get in here and talk with the Garden Wise guys. 303-477-2473. I know that's a lot of numbers. But if you uh, but if you write it down, it's not so hard the next time. That's if try, true. If you try to memorize it, that's a little harder.
3: I don't even memorize it.
2: Yeah, So so talk to Siri. Have her remember it. There you and go. All you have or to do Alexa.
3: Is, say, is call Legends
2: 810. There you go.
3: Yeah. All right, we've got Ed on the line wanting to talk to us about garlic. Your, your forte over oh, there. Oh, let's
2: go. Good morning, time. Ed. Good
9: morning.
3: What's going on with you today?
9: Well, um, this is my second year of planting garlic. Yeah. And last year, my plants were very spindly and didn't look very good when I um, harvested them. This year, the plants I have. Are looking very good, but I just
2: don't know when to harvest them. Um, you probably want to wait to and I got to look this up again. I was going to do that today. I won't have, be able to do it now until Monday. But um, I think uh, when the lower two leaves turn brown, okay, that indicates you should probably stop watering. Certainly should have stopped fertilizing several weeks before that.
9: Uh, and yes, then i haven't fertilized for quite a while yeah so.
2: and then uh at that time ta- at that point you can let them go dry and you know I mean, at, at some point you can look and say you know the, the whole stem and everything is starting to go dry and then you can dig them okay and i okay. usually dig them and then just uh, leave them or put them into a a dry air a a dry area out of full sun right and just let them cure, if you will. Do you leave all the dead foliage attached? Yeah, I leave everything attached until some point, uh, everything's certainly just bone dry, and then you can cut off the tops.
9: Well, I, I did that last year with what I had, and mm-hmm. it was they, they were good. Um, this year, these look much healthier, much bigger plants, so I'll be excited to harvest them and see what I get.
2: Well, me too. This is the first year I've grown probably, what I have, five, six varieties. Want to figure out which one does the best, and that's probably one I'll try to keep for for uh, future years. Uh, and they look better this year than they have ever looked. But then we received a lot of rain.
9: It might be all that rain we received. Yeah.
2: And I made sure I got them in early enough that they could root in over the winter.
3: When did you plant them, Jim? October, I think. Okay. When did you plant yours, Ed?
9: It, it was in October. Yeah.
3: Okay. And
2: they didn't all sprout above the ground, but several of them did. Yes. And In they the just stayed that way over yeah. winter.
9: Yeah, I, I had two varieties. My elephant garlic is looks really, really big yeah. and good. And the other variety, I don't remember what it was, but it's, it looks good. But like only half of it came up.
2: Yeah, I, I've had, I have a half a row of one that didn't come up, and I'll be anxious to dig that up and see if the bulbs are still there or just what the heck happened. Uh, But the other thing to note, uh, mine, I just noticed yesterday, are starting to put on uh, scapes. This would be what we refer to as their flower stems. Okay. Uh, And at some point, uh, you want to probably cut those off. Okay. So I'm going to wait another week, I guess, on mine, then I'll cut them off. And those, by the way, you can, if you're a good uh, cook, you can use those in cooking somehow. I'll give my wife the chance. Yeah, and look up uh, some recipes on how to use escapes. Okay. Okay. It's supposed to be tasty.
3: Thank you very
9: much. I appreciate your information. All
3: righty, and good luck with that. Thanks for calling, Ed. You bet.
9: Bye-bye.
3: Now, I didn't plant garlic this last year. I've been disappointed for two years in a row. I just don't think I have enough sun where I plant them
2: it could be mine are in full sun sun up to sun down so we're mm-hmm. in good shape there yeah. and I've been fertilizing this year I, I keep telling myself I'm,
3: I'm going to do that and then I forget well that's one thing I'm proud of myself for doing is I fertilize everything on a regular basis mm-hmm. and I think it makes a huge difference in how things perform yep. how things handle hot weather how things handle dry weather you keep a nice, healthy plant with a good, solid root system underground, and th- it can weather a lot. But you starve them, yeah. they're going to have a hard time. Yeah, and then, and then it's just hardly worthwhile when
2: you look at it at the end of the summer. I put a lot of work into this, and it didn't turn out very well. Well, mm-hmm. if you don't fertilize, that's exactly the result you're going to get.
3: Let's see. We've got um, We've got Betsy on the line from Jared's Garden Center right now. Good morning, Betsy. Thanks for calling in. Betsy, oh, Betsy. Hold on just a second. Sean's working his magic on the other end there. Okay, Betsy, you there? Still don't hear her, Sean. We're trying. We'll see what happens. In the meantime, our telephone number here is 303-477-2473. We still have time this this hour to uh, answer a bunch more phone calls, so don't hesitate calling in. Good morning, Betsy. Thanks for calling the the Wise Guys.
8: You're welcome.
3: <laughs> what's going on oh with God, you today?
8: You don't you love it?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, what's going on at Jared's today?
8: Oh, I am. Uh, I am trying to get all my brand new house plants all watered this morning before the crowds come in
3: because
8: mm-hmm. it's kind of kind of messy if the floor is a little wet. So <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're we're just rocking and rolling here. We're just so blessed that it finally got warm enough that the gardens could dry out a little bit so people could start to plant flowers and vegetables now.
3: Exactly.
8: (laughs) It's been kind of crazy holding all these plants. They look a little overgrown, but I'm sure they'll be fine transferring after their hardening off period. There you go. We should be good. Good? Oh, and we finally, finally got all of our containers unpacked because, um, you know, with with the labor shortage, it's been hard to find strong bodies to help unload some of these beautiful ceramic pots that we've been getting in from the from China and Vietnam and Cambodia and Laos. Those could be heavy. Beautiful things. Yes, beautiful and heavy. Yeah. And I will tell you, uh, my body can't do it for very long anymore. (laughs) So so we're always looking for those strong minds and weak backs or the the other way around.
3: The other way around, yes.
8: There we go. But, uh, yeah, it's just been amazing how... Compressed our season has been with uh, up and down rain and cool weather that has set some things back to the benefit of them, like the lilacs. Yes. And uh,
3: Even the fruit trees.
8: I know. Up in Evergreen, you know, this is like the first year I noticed crab apples. Cool. Because I think they have traditionally got filled with a late frost up there Uh-huh. and so wow it's just beautiful even up in the foothills so if people are wanting to kind of get out of the hot city i'm sure those little tourist towns would love to see an influx of tree tree gapers
3: there you go hey is jared's having any classes or specials going on this weekend
8: uh, unfortunately not um i think with I mean, if, even if we had a class scheduled, it would be challenging to find a cool spot.
5: Okay. Even though
8: we're, even though we're all undercover, which gives us an advantage on a rainy day like last weekend, um, it also can be a detriment when it's 90 degrees. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of what's shaking here at Jared's at 10,500 West Bowls.
3: All right, lots of lots of wonderful new containers to look at, and lots of new houseplants.
8: Yes, and we're still fully fully packed with beautiful flowering annuals and perennials. Since June is perennial month, yeah, um, we we are pretty much loaded.
3: Good, we can't get enough perennials. Well, thank you for calling, Betsy. We appreciate it.
8: Well, thanks for letting me stop in and say hi before our day gets too busy.
3: There you go. All right. Take care. Take care. Take
8: care. Bye.
3: All right, there we go. Let's, let's head right back out to the phones because Joe has been waiting to talk to us. Good morning, Joe.
5: Hey, good morning, guys. Can you hear me okay? I'm you on bet. Yeah. Phone too.
3: Definitely. Uh, What's going on?
5: So, so years ago, Jim had a, uh, a tour of his house and gardens uh in conjunction with the denver botanic gardens and while i was there i was given some prairie drop seed seeds spirobulus uh something something okay and something something i've had the plant. i grew them out and um, i've had the plants for years and years and collected some seeds last year but got lazy at the end of the year, and the, the first time I grew them, I potted them up and put them outside and on the north side of the house and let them winter over, and then they came up in the spring. I'm wondering if the seeds I collected last year need to be stratified.
2: I don't think so. Most, most grass seed doesn't. Yeah, they'll yeah. go ahead and grow. And yeah, just ca- just warm temperatures and uh, moisture and they should be uh, they should come up.
5: Okay. Terrific. Awesome. When when are you going to do another tour, Jim?
2: When anybody asks me to. I don't
5: <laughs>
2: yeah. have any I don't have anything scheduled this year, although Plant Select says they're going to come by. I'll uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll see that when I believe it. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Well, it was a great and wonderful opportunity, and, and I appreciate you uh, doing that. Well, you're
2: time. welcome to go back yourself if you want to. You know, any time, as you well know, it's, it's almost a public garden. It's, uh, you know, it's got sidewalks around three sides of it, so uh, you can see almost everything. And you're certainly welcome to take the sidewalk up to the house and do that sidewalk, too.
5: Well, sometimes I come by, like, late at night and, and just kind
2: of... You know, leave your shovel at home.
5: <laughs>
2: although there right now the plants are big enough that I, there's no way in the world you'd be able to dig any of them up now
5: <laughs> yeah I got a kick out of your uh, explanation on, on how to dig up the uh, the ravina grass or the pompous oh
2: boy yeah
3: <laughs>
5: That's uh, I, got, I got a tree spade coming out that's going
3: to move <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah you need a backhoe for that
5: <laughs> oh yeah definitely
2: power
5: equipment and trimming them back trimming them back though you were you were saying they're hard to trim back well yeah they are uh you can't yeah
2: you can't trim them very close to the ground after a couple years there's just too many uh,
3: heavy stems down in there i use i use a tree saw okay when i cut down my big uh big grasses i take some some jute and I tie them together, uh, all the stems together like a big corn shock. And then and I take a tree through. saw down below that and cut them off as close to the ground level as I can.
5: Oh, that's a great
3: idea. And it works nice and it idea. it holds all those grass blades together so they're not scattered all over the yard.
5: The, the challenge is trying to dispose of those dry blades that will just cut you to the bone. Yes. And yes.
2: Yes, they will. Some and, grasses uh, uh, will cut you. Yeah.
5: I found I, I just put them on a big tarp and haul them out in a very wide spot. In my, I've got a big dirt driveway out back, and uh, light them on fire.
3: There you go. I was gonna say burn them. <laughs>
5: they, they burn like like you poured gasoline. Oh, out. I know.
2: They
3: burn fast. Mm. Yep.
5: It's insane. Yeah, you don't want to plant those next to your house.
3: No. Maybe I just burn you them just in place instead of burn burn instead of cutting them. Just burn them in place.
5: Yeah, that's what I was saying. Don't plant them next to the house and just yeah, toss a match in it as you walk by.
3: And I did. <laughs> I watched a video of a guy do that uh, on YouTube, <laughs> and then it, it spread to his arborvitae and juniper bushes <laughs> and it started heading toward the house. And he's running, <laughs> grabbing a water hose and fire extinguisher. It's like. Holy cow, what do you think was going to happen yeah really uh,
5: there was there was a guy that burned his uh his native grass patch mm-hmm. inside his house because he he saw that that was a great way to rejuvenate the the native grasses it was It was like i don't know um, some sort of wild grass mix and he had vinyl siding on his house
2: ooh, not a good and mix it
5: just melted the <clears throat> entire side. of the house. <laughs>
2: now they do some burning at the Denver Botanic Gardens in their Prairie Garden, mm-hmm. but that's exactly. under controlled uh, measures. I mean, they got fire trucks and helicopters and you know fire hoses all at at the ready in case something gets out of hand.
5: And very little vinyl siding.
2: <laughs> very little.
5: <laughs> you guys have a great week. All right, you too, Joe.
3: <laughs> We, when I grew up in Kansas, we had a, a zoysia, yard. Mm-hmm. That'll burn too. Yeah, and that's what we used to do with it. Wow! To in the in the spring, and you burn it off. Of course, it was very short, and so it was easy to control. Uh, until the city outlawed outlawed burning, yep. lawns. But and then you had then my dad would have to go in and and power rake the thing. Yeah, cities take away all the fun. They do.
2: <laughs> no crackers. No sparklers.
3: No burning of grass.
2: Really, no burning of grass.
3: I, I remember all the homes in Newton at one time, I'm sure, had a sidewalk from the backyard out to a 55-gallon drum where you burned your trash. Yes. Yes. That's just what you did. You I, didn't send it to the dump. You I, burned it. it. Here in the city, too. I had a pad in the backyard. Uh-huh.
2: And by the time I got there, the incinerator was gone. But there were, there were still incinerators in other people's backyards. Mm-hmm. Nobody used them anymore, but, yeah, that's where they burned the trash. (laughs) Took all those, like I said, took all the fun out
3: of it. It did.
2: Hey, you want to know what the record temperature, low temperature, was for this date, 1998, not that very long ago? What? 34 degrees. No kidding. 34 degrees. It can happen. Wow. Mm. And to 2020, which is a whole bunch of years later, record high was 96 degrees. We're going to get close today. I don't know how close, but we're going to be in the 90s. Yeah, definitely.
3: Well, the telephone, the telephone number here is 303-477-2473. We've got open lines, and I think we should take a break
2: right now. Yeah, let's do that right now so we can get back here on Legends 810.
0: Now that the weather is starting to warm up, you'll want to protect your ornamental and vegetable garden from various beetles, weevils, and borers, including Japanese beetles.
7: And what better way to prevent these pests from destroying your garden than by controlling them when they're larva? Grub Gone is an easy-to-apply granule product that can be spread on your turf to successfully control grub invaders. Developed by Phylum Bioproducts from a naturally occurring bacteria, Grub Gone is a non-chemical BT product that specifically targets only certain scarab pests, and it is safe to around bees and other beneficial insects and it's a non-chemical choice for areas frequented by kids or pets
0: yes and if you already have beetles flying around your yard beetle gone is an organic water dispersal powder that can be sprayed directly on your edible plants and did i mention it is certified for organic gardening find out more at phylumbioproducts.com. phylum bioproducts target the pest not the rest
10: at dewitt company we have fabrics for every reason products for every season with summer gardens just around the corner now is the time to select dewitt landscaping fabrics to block and prevent weeds without harmful chemicals save time and trouble pulling weeds by installing fabrics for every application under the sun dewitt weed barrier and weed barrier pro block weeds guaranteed and allows air water and nutrients to pass through The fabric conserves soil moisture and promotes plant growth. New to the lineup, DeWitt Garden Weed Barrier, a biodegradable paper mulch that is perfect for vegetable garden lovers and organic enthusiasts alike. Simply unroll and install before planting and at the end of the growing season just rototill it into the soil or throw it into the compost bin. Perfect for annual gardens. DeWitt landscaping products and plant fabrics are the number one choice of professionals in the lawn and garden industry. DeWitt's high-performance quality products save time and are environmentally safe for the responsible homeowner. You'll find DeWitt products at your favorite independent garden center retailers.
11: Rain or shine, stop by Jared's Nursery Gift and Garden to check out the great selection of annuals and perennials in stock trucks arrive almost daily with flowers ornamental grasses and shrubs it is not too late to start some of the warm season veggies from seed cucumbers beans squash also some of the root crops such as carrots and beets the leafy veggies are fine if provided with shade as always jared's has a great gift store and some fun garden art lots of dragons this year as well as many other unusual items stop in and check them out Pots include several styles of aqua pots, the new stylish ceramic self-watering pots you see advertised everywhere. These pots, developed by proven winners, are not only stylish, but they reduce water usage and make it much easier to keep the plants happy and healthy. Jared's Nursery Gift and Garden on West Bulls Avenue between Kipling and Sims. Ours are 9 to 6 weekdays and 9 to 5 weekends. Hope to see you soon! Time for Ask
1: the Eyed Guy. I've got the answers to what's bugging you. Here's Johnny online too. Oh, hey eyed Guy, my head's spinning. Ooh. There are so many products out there that claim they can stop insects from destroying my yard and garden. So, how do I find the best one? Yeah, no problem, Johnny. Sounds like you need eight. Eight, dude. I just want one. Then get eight. It's better than seven. What? Eight brand insect control from Eyed. It kills over a hundred different insect pests on vegetables, fruits, flowers, shrubs, trees, and ornamentals. Ah, uh, hang on. You said eight kills over a hundred different insects. Sure does. How does it do all that? Eight kills on contact and continues to control and repel insects for up to 30 days. And we're talking those hungry pests you really don't want in your garden, like aphids, white flies, beetles, thrips, and many more. Thanks, Eyed guy. Guess you could say eight's got their number. Oh, you just did. And you know what else? There's more? Oh, yeah. Eight's water-based, odorless, and non-staining. So if you want one product to stop insects this summer, get eight brand insect control from Bonide. Trusted since 1926. Visit your local hardware store or garden center today. Learn more at bonide.com. All right, we're
2: back here on the air on Legends 810, the Garden Wise Guys on the Garden Wise Show, taking your garden ca- questions. Boy, there's a lot of gardens in there. Mm-hmm. A lot of G-words. Is it in our contract somewhere we have to use a lot of G-words? No. Okay. Well, I'll use a G-word here. Today is National Gingerbread Day. I don't know what you're supposed to do with that, but maybe go out and eat gingerbread or something. I Let's could do see. that. And the old National Veggie Day. There's a bunch of G's. It's National Burger Day. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. National Veggie Can I do this again? National Veggie Burger Day. There's three G's. Right there. Oh, and it's sausage roll day. There's another G. Well, any other G's in here? Let me think. No, I think I used them all up.
6: <laughs> That's what you think.
3: <laughs> Next we'll we'll do the S's. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's see. I'm trying to think of what uh, what interesting things are going on in the garden garden centers right now. Uh, Well, I could I could repeat Luann's text Uh, message. Text message. Yeah.
2: All all their all their veggies. Yes, with capital A L L intermediate ones. Those in bloom. Tomatoes with. With red fruit on them, purple fruit, black fruit, and all other kinds of fruits. Already prepared into pasta yeah, for you. Nah. <laughs> Ready to
3: dump in the mara,
2: mara, mara, yeah. mara, what yeah. Maranara that, sauce. That one. Into that big pot.
3: So what we're talking about is Tagawa Gardens is having a big sale this weekend on all of their veggies. Uh, 50% off. Half price, people. That's buy one, get one free. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, it's a bogo. It is a, a true bogo. A not, not like the new a ones. A pougogo. <laughs> uh, these are definitely not leftover vegetables. No. There are lots and lots of varieties. I was just out there a little over a week ago and bought my tomatoes. They had a tremendous selection. Lots All of varieties. Right. Just, you name it. I mean, tomatoes that I'd never heard of before. And there's some. they had some in one section that were in these big pots that were practically mature plants already. Yeah. They were four feet tall and yeah. fully leafed out and yeah. blooming. So if you want bragging rice, yeah them now. So that's uh, uh and that's they're included. Those even those very big plants are included in the fifty percent off sale. Uh it does not include their herb section though. No. That's not a vegetable. No. You use it with vegetables, but that's not a vegetable. So only the vegetables are fifty percent off at Tagawa's while supplies, supplies
2: last they're not going to go into the back room and bring more out no there is no back room anymore no. anywhere nobody has a back room anymore nobody nobody you remember when you were young you go in the store oh the, the last one's on the shelf or someone just took the last one what? so i'll be right back the you
3: shoes, go into go stores in, have a back room
2: you go into the back room and you bring more out
3: that's where the best stuff is
2: where you go you go to D W shoot there's no back room. It's just well, one that's big, giant warehouse. No, that's true. So you know, that's well that that was tax laws that screwed all that up. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean you gotta you gotta pay for inventory and all that stuff. And if oh. you have inventory that's not being sold, you gotta pay a, a tax on it. So why why bother? We'll just run
3: out of stuff. Well, yeah, you'll just run out of stuff and then if you don't have it you can't sell it. Yeah. Really. And Which then, by the way If you're in the garden centers, especially when you're looking for trees and shrubs, if you see something you like, get it. Now. Don't go home. Think about it for a week and expect it to be there when you go back. Yeah, Plants are in short supply this year and garden centers are having trouble restocking with exactly what they had before. They may have to go with a different variety. Of Spirea than the one that you purchased, you know, three weeks ago and don't have enough of now. Yeah. So if you want to go home and study it over, why take your phone with you and you can study it on your phone while you're there. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's important. I know that over at Nick's, we were, we're all sold out of purple leaf ornamental plums Newport, Big Sis, Thundercloud, anything that you could, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's not, you know, caliper size, you know, two inch caliper, any of the smaller sizes, gone, none. And we're not getting any more. That's it. None more. They ran out of purple. (laughs) Ran out of purple. That's right. So it's just, it's interesting how this is going. This whole COVID thing has people at home. They're working on their yards. They're sucking up the inventory faster than the growers can produce it. That's right. It takes a few years to grow a tree. Yeah.
2: You can't just make a phone call and say, I want more. Mm-hmm. Uh, there aren't any more.
3: Sorry. You can have more in 23. Yeah. <laughs> maybe 24.
10: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Do you want to put your order in
3: now? Well, and that's probably why you're noticing maybe the shrubs and so forth and trees are a little smaller than what you'd expect in the containers. And that's yeah. because their growers are having to sell stuff before it's actually ready. Yeah. So just so that the retailers can have something. So that's it's an interesting year this year. It year. is. It is. Not the first time this has happened, by the way. No. But our memories are short. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? Well, let's get, uh, speaking of short, we have a short time left in this hour. Let's get out there and talk to Linda in Lakewood about her lawn. Good morning, Linda.
4: Good morning.
3: Hi, what's going on with your lawn?
4: Well, I have two things, the tomatoes and the lawn. Okay. First, the tomatoes. I have, uh, last year, bought these grow boxes. Yes, yes. And they come with a little gunny sack cover and then, like, a trough of nutrients underneath and a long...
3: That's the earth box, yes.
4: Yes. Well, this year, as you said, they had to get out things early. And so they put the nutrient in a little square um, plastic uh, bag Mm -hmm. instead of the long trough. And I don't know if this has anything to do with it. But... I put these tomatoes in that grow box, and it says like to wet down the potting soil first, which I did. But then those rains came, and I don't know if they're too soggy out there. One of them is doing terrific, but the other three are looking a little funky.
3: Well, I think it's the cold night temperatures we've been having. Are really holding tomatoes back this year. I've seen that on, and you know certain some varieties are going to be more sensitive to it and th- than others, so that might right. be why you're seeing a difference. The I got the two earth
4: early girls and I got some sweet one hundreds. Okay. One of the sweet one hundreds looks fabulous, but the other is so so. Yeah. I don't know if they'll come around or not.
3: With tomatoes, they should. With the heat, they should be uh, fine.
4: Should I take that little? Um, do you think they're too wet in the box? Should I take the uh, gutty sack cloth off and let them dry a little? I bit? always
3: do. I I never use that.
4: Okay. Well, they say it helps keep the moisture in, but. Um,
3: well, you're going to have th- those things have a reservoir of water at the bottom, so there's always yes, moisture there. Yeah. So but I, I thought
4: the young plants though had roots enough to grab that moisture
3: well it's um, not the roots it's the soil that it, it it wicks the the soil wicks the moisture up out of that reservoir okay to the plant
4: okay so maybe take those gunny sacks off. i would see yeah what happens i think i've killed about three tomato plants since the season started
6: yeah
3: you've got to watch those night temperatures they drop down into the 40s and it's it's hard on those warm season and they crops and don't like that no that's right
4: okay Second question is, my lawn out front, my house faces south, I've got two locust trees in the front yard, and the grass looks fabulous under the locust trees. But as you get out towards the street, there's um, brown thatch, you know, it dries out the quickest.
5: mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
4: And what I was wondering: Should I rake that thatch out and put some revive down? Would that help it? Or I don't know what. Well, to do if with it. if
2: the problem is getting water into the soil, then revive might help that. But if that's not the problem, then revive won't do any good at all.
4: Okay, I'm sure those uh, tree roots. From the locust tree, extend out that
2: way too, and I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. The the rook the locust roots are going to extend out as far as the tree is tall.
4: Okay, so they're under the street.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> probably not under the street because you're not getting much of anything under there in terms of yeah. allowing them to grow. But
3: well, everywhere sure else, they're, they're, they're out there. To the curb. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean you can you can rake it out it's it's going to be more than a more of an aesthetic thing than whether the plant the grass is happy about it or not. Have you fertilized the grass? Uh yes,
4: okay. back in March.
3: Oh, that's due for one then. Yeah, go ahead and fertilize it again.
2: That that'll help things along. And, okay, and just keep I in mind it's Yeah, uh,
4: uh, Lawn Pro-Rich.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah.
4: Can you just use that again or should I use something with iron a little more iron to green it up? Mm.
3: The Pro-Rich has iron in it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, just use that again right just through the go summer. Just That with that again. Yeah.
4: Okay. And did you say wreck? Did you recommend raking out the thatch a little or no?
3: You you can if you, if you feel like it'll make it look better. But it's okay. it's really not going to make a difference too much it to just the plants. It doesn't
4: look as nice as under the trees. Yeah. Well, it's, the it's trees shaded are there. It's lush and green yeah. and I always have trouble with that patch towards yeah. the street.
3: Do you aerate?
4: Uh I used to, but I don't anymore.
3: That would help, too, get the moisture down into the soil. Yeah. Okay?
4: All righty. Thank you.
3: Thank you for your call this morning, Linda.
4: Yes, you bet. Bye-bye.
3: All right. Well, I think we're like a minute away from, from music or so. Yeah, Pretty soon. So do you think we – well, can we go out and talk to Tom real quick? Let's do that. Good morning, Tom. Oh, good morning. Yeah.
9: Uh, just a quick note. Um, if you haven't been to the Botanic Gardens yet this uh-huh. year – I've never seen them look so spectacular. Oh, good. Yeah, you know, maybe it's the time of year or the weather. But I also wanted to mention the most spectacular specimen of viburnum, uh, not viburnum, um, laburnum vossii.
3: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh.
9: It's two and a half stories tall on the north side of the Waring House.
6: Yep. Oh, where okay. Is. Yep.
9: Spectacular. And I, I'm with you on Crocosmia. I treat them as an annual.
6: Okay. <laughs> okay.
2: Well, thanks, Tom. We appreciate the call. Thank you. Uh And the rest of you out there, thank you for listening and participating in our show. Remember, as always, keep that shovel sharp and be careful where you dibble. Remember, you can get our podcast on podbean.com. And if you don't get any answers why bring them back to us right here next week, next Saturday morning, 7 to 9, right here on Legends 810.
10: The preceding program is sponsored by JK Communications.